I want to go back in time and tell that me, that version of myself from 2015, that this is all a part of your journey. If you don't know what to do, if you don't know where your journey will lead you, if you don't know what next move to make, start side hustling right now. Quit thinking about what ifs and just start something. You're listening to Side Hustle Pro, the podcast that teaches you to build and grow your side hustle from passion project to profitable business. And I'm your host, Nikayla Matthews Okome. So let's get started. Hey guys, welcome, welcome back to the show. It's Nikayla here and welcome to August. Today, this episode, I am kicking off the Side Hustle series. All of August, we are going to be getting into real and actionable side hustle strategy. So here's the background on this whole series. This year, I was asked to speak about side hustling at two different conferences. First, At Summit 21, I spoke about getting your side hustle on. And then at Woman Evolve, I was the side hustle coach for all of the women, teaching them actionable strategies to get their side hustle ideas out of their heads and into the world. So one of the ways these events ended up blessing me is that it made me realize that I have been so wrapped up in the world of podcasting, which is the core of my own business, that I haven't really broken out my side hustle strategies for the Side Hustle Pro audience. I've been side hustling for a while, but really got focused on making my passion project a profitable business in 2016. And I've learned a whole lot in that time. I've learned, for example, the mistakes I was making with previous side hustles that prevented them from ever being profitable. I've learned how I was mentally sabotaging myself with certain thought patterns and behavior patterns. And I've learned how to make myself productive, even without being perfect at time management. So since not all of you can make it to these events, I thought I would bring it on over to the podcast and share the top five lessons that I've learned as a side hustler. And instead of just trying to stuff them all into one episode. I am breaking it down into separate episodes and I'm so excited to share them each and every week with you for the month of August. And by the way, don't worry about taking notes for this episode, all right? I'm going to drop a lot of tips and things like that. I'm giving you a recap. So just visit sidehustlepro.co slash 159 because this is episode 159. So again, sidehustlepro.co slash 159 to get the recap notes from this episode because I want you to just listen. Alrighty. So the reason why I'm doing it in August is because August is always a critical month for me. It's when all the excitement of the summer whirlwind starts dying down and I start shifting my focus to organizing the remainder of the year into the next. Now, don't get me wrong. I think through and plan out my year you know, big picture. And I break it down into 12-week sprints, but then I adjust as I go, which I talk about a lot. So August is the time where I really look at how the year has gone so far and what I need to adjust to accomplish and hit all my targets by the end of the year. And I know it might be the same for some of you guys. So it's just perfect timing to really start zeroing in on how are we doing in our side hustles? What's going well? What's not? And why? So I'm kicking off the first episode of August with part one of this series. And part one is all about how to not let fear cripple you when you're starting your side hustle. So listen, I have been there 
I think the thoughts that I say to myself and the ways that I used to talk myself out of doing things was just downright disrespectful. (laughs) I was disrespecting myself. I'm almost embarrassed to think about how I used to get down on myself. By the way, I know this because I dug out my old journals recently. I'm a journaling person and I'm not always consistent with it, but I find it therapeutic when I'm really trying to get through thoughts and get out of my own head, right? So I have tons of journals that I've kept throughout my life. And the other day I was doing some summer cleaning and I was tempted to just throw some of them away. But then by chance I said, let me just peek at these. But I mean, who wants to read their own angst from years past, right? But I started reading anyway, just to see where my headspace was. And I was amazed, you guys, at how far I have come. And also the stuff I used to be stressing about, like, girl, (laughs) you're crazy. So anywho, I just wanted to tell the old me, listen, girl, it is going to be okay. I promise you, this is not your lowest moment. I promise you, it's going to get better. For example, one of the journals was from when I was still at the University of Michigan, finishing up my MBA in 2014, in 2015, 2014 to 2015 was the journal. And I touched on this a little bit in my last Entrepreneur Diaries episode. But basically, at the time, I had recently found out that although I interned at Google between my first and second year of business school, I did not get the full-time offer. For those of you who don't know, again, you are supposed to get that offer. It is what it is. It's what is expected and what people go to business school for to come out with a great education, this fabulous network and a six figure job like that is the big golden ticket that they show you as, as a, you know, a reason to go. So in some, I felt like a failure. And at the time I was studying abroad in Barcelona for my final semester of business school. I had planned this trip out the year prior because you have to apply in advance. And I was assuming at the time that by the time my study abroad semester rolled around, I would be good. I would have a job and I'd just be enjoying my final semester, carefree country hopping across Europe. But that was not the case. So there I was in Barcelona trying to do informational calls over Skype. I'm reaching out to people and I'm now communicating with this huge time difference. And I just feel like I'm at such a disadvantage. And in this journal, I'm beating up on myself and having thoughts like, one, how could you not have a backup plan? Two, why did you think it was a good idea to study abroad in Barcelona? You could be doing so much more recruiting if you were back in the States right now, girl. I was really kicking myself for not getting the Google offer and not having a job and also just not having a backup plan. I was feeling like a failure and having so many disparaging thoughts. But you know what? God knew what he was doing, putting me in Barcelona at this time because it was a distraction and it allowed me to have room to breathe as I figured out my next steps without a bunch of classmates asking me, you know, people mean well, but what tends to happen is people start asking you, so where are you going after school? What are you going to be doing? Are you going to Google? Like every time you see people, because people don't have conversational skills, they just start badgering you with questions. And so it was actually a blessing in disguise that I was out there in Barcelona away from all of that. And I want to go back in time and tell that me, that version of myself from 2015, that this is all a part of your journey. 
And also, start side hustling, girl. Start your side hustle instead of wallowing around there. If you don't know what to do, if you don't know where your journey will lead you, if you don't know what next move to make, start side hustling right now. Quit thinking about what ifs and just start something. Doing something will actually keep you from wallowing in self-pity and wallowing in doubt and from beating yourself up. Use that energy in a more productive way. So I eventually, reluctantly, I might add, um, I came back from Barcelona to Ann Arbor for graduation. I graduate. I move home with Moyo, who was my boyfriend at the time, not my husband. And I'm feeling pretty vulnerable and lost. I then have to figure out what am I going to do? How am I going to find a job in my field of marketing, a job that's interesting to me and has to do with media, entertainment or tech? Those were the industries I was specifically looking at. And I'm in the political capital of the country, Washington, D.C. It's like, how am I going to find a job that I want in this place? I was really, really confused. So I get back to D.C. unemployed with no job prospects in sight. And again, this is May 2015. I got a temporary job as a freelance social media manager at MLT. Shout out to my MLT family, Management Leadership for Tomorrow. I often mention them. They learned that I was unemployed. I forget how, like looking back, I really can't remember how it came to be. I'd done some work for them like before going to business school. So I'm not really sure what happened, but they learned I was unemployed, didn't have a job. And they offered me a freelance opportunity to come back. And do what I had done before to still contribute my skills to an organization I cared about while brushing up on my skills in social media marketing, earning a small paycheck and networking, of course, while still having the flexibility to interview because it was freelance. I didn't have to go into the office every day. It wasn't like a strict nine to five type of thing. Most importantly, it also allowed me the flexibility to start blogging again, okay, back to this idea of side hustling, and to start devoting time to first learn how to build my personal brand online, learn new strategies in online marketing, and test out implementing them, and start using social media to promote this blog content. So before that, I had not been doing anything related to my personal brand at all. I, I was just strictly, you know how we get like, I'm in this grad school program, I'm going to do my best here. Or I just got this new job, I'm going to do my best here. Not thinking about anything else. I would encourage us to not have that singular focus because and I'll explain why in a bit. So anyway, I'm at MLT. How cool is this that I have this opportunity to be flexible, to still get a little money and, you know, really be exploring how I can build out my brand. This is where... I want to share with you some of the thoughts that almost crippled me, though. Some of the thoughts that almost crippled me and held me back from becoming who I was, I was meant to become. And, and by that, I mean the host of Side Hustle Pro, the, the person who started sharing the stories of other people. All of that could have been stifled and crippled by the thoughts that I was having at that time, the thoughts that I saw in my old journals. So while I was freelancing at MLT, blogging on the side and interviewing for full-time jobs, I had these thoughts that almost held me back. I thought, okay, all of my classmates have amazing fancy jobs with fancy titles and fat bonuses. And here I am with nothing. I'm a failure. These are quotes, guys. These are quotes. This, this was my headspace at the time. I thought, I can't let anyone know that I didn't find a job yet. I feel like I have no skills. 
I haven't focused on social media marketing in so long. I'm so behind. I can't work in this industry anymore. I don't know what's going on. I don't even have any current experience. I wish I could start my own company, but I could never do that whole entrepreneurship thing. Here's why these thoughts were so dangerous. If I continue to hide my struggle from my friends and network and just write to myself, share with myself and Moyo, none of those other people could have helped me. If I continue to wallow in shame and hide my situation from people, I would never have gotten a temporary job at MLT to begin with. And that would have meant that I would never have received the wise counsel I did from the coaches who I worked alongside that summer in 2015. Shout out to Wendy Weiss. They kept me encouraged when I almost took my eyes off of my goals and was going to settle for less because of the headspace I was in. I was feeling dejected and incapable of the bigger dreams I once had. And I was starting to feel like I wasn't worthy of more. Maybe I had to go back and just, you know, do something that was less than what my dream was because that's all I deserved, right? And then I remember out of the blue, my friend Jesse from Michigan reached out to me. Again, I forget why that part is a blur to me, but she was checking in on me. And then I let her know that I still hadn't found a job in D.C. And she said, Send me a resume and cover letter. Send me the resume and cover letter that you've been sending. Let me take a look at it. So she took a look and she sent it back with so many edits. (laughs) I thought my resume was bombed by that point. It was not. I thought my cover letter was strong. It was not. And when I started sending out the revised version that she edited for me, I started getting more callbacks. So that's just one example of how crippling fear, especially of what people will think, could end up holding you back instead of helping you to improve. That resume and that cover letter that she revised is what landed me my ultimate job in December 2015 at NPR. I had to push past those thoughts. I had to push past those thoughts. And I hope that me sharing my thoughts and how they almost held me back, it feels weird to share this with you guys. However, what I'm hoping is that Sharing this and sharing how I finally pushed past them and you seeing that progress will be helpful for you. So I want you to push past your own thoughts. Let go of your fear of what people might think of you for trying something new. Hey guys, it's Nikayla here with a quick word from our sponsor. So the number one question I get about side hustling is how do I get started? And the other day, I decided to kind of take inventory of what I was doing in my early days of side hustling. How did I get started with Side Hustle Pro? And the biggest thing that stood out to me is that I was always investing in skill and personal development. And I like to do just-in-time learning. So when I was ready to do something new or try something else, I would invest in a class to learn that skill and then practice implementing it. So the rest of my development and learning came from my actual experience. So I highly recommend you do the same. What is it that you want to do? Do you want to finally put up your website? Then head over to Skillshare and take a class on putting up your website. Do you want to get started with social media and you're not sure how to start? Head over to Skillshare and start taking some classes. Skillshare is so great because it's an online learning community. It has over 25,000 classes and anything you can think of from photography to entrepreneurship, even podcasting. And right now they are offering a special offer just for Side Hustle Pro listeners. 
you can get two months of unlimited access to Skillshare for free. Imagine what you can do in two months, how many classes you can take. But remember to do the implementation piece, all right? So head over to Skillshare.com slash Side Hustle Pro. That's Skillshare.com slash Side Hustle Pro to get started with your two free months. And one more time, that's Skillshare.com slash Side Hustle Pro. Anyone who is going to judge you is not really your friend anyway, all right? So when you catch yourself thinking, oh, they're probably going to think X, ask yourself, who is this they? Why do they matter? If this is someone in my circle, if this is my family, then that means that they're not really my friend. So why do I care about their opinion? Let go of your fear of not being good, all right? and of being in new territory that you are not the expert in. No one, no one is good at first. My ego could have left me in a space where I was afraid of new territory. So here I was, I graduated with my MBA. I could have I thought easily, how can I be buying courses from people who, you know, they they have less education in the stereotypical sense of, oh, they've completed X amount of college or what have you. If I'd let that help me back, what a limiting belief. The fact is, everyone had something to teach me. Everyone who I purchased a course from, I learned from. I learned outside of the walls of traditional universities and traditional grad schools, and that helped to propel me. But if you have that ego that, oh, I know this, I have this degree, and you don't humble yourself to learn more, learn more, then that is something that's crippling you and holding you back. Get over yourself, get that knowledge. Let go of the fear of putting yourself out there. Let go of the fear of starting over from scratch. Yes, having a light shine on you is going to attract more attention, okay? All of a sudden, people from your network will be wondering, what's she up to? Why is she making these kinds of social media posts? Where where is this going, right? They'll be looking at you through a more critical lens. Some will be skeptical, and that's because they don't know better, They don't know what to think because they've never walked this path and they've never experienced it before. So they mean well, but they just aren't going to get it. They don't see the vision that you have. Let go of the fear that you don't know what you're doing, all right? No one knows what they're doing at first. I had no idea what I was doing with blogging when I decided to start my blog again. That's why I went and got that knowledge from people who didn't know. I had no idea what was happening when I started my podcast, but I just kept going, learned, adjusted as I went. Let go of the fear that you will make a wrong move. Ooh, this is a big one. This is a big one. Sometimes I, actually not even sometimes, all the time, I talk to people who are right at that point where they're about to make a move. They're about to do something and put themselves out there. It could be launching a course, for example. And the questions that they're asking me, I can tell that they're scared to make the wrong move publicly. Let me tell you something. You have got to just do it. You've got to just do it. Yes, you're going to make a move that might make you cringe. Like the first version of my website, the first few blog posts, I had typos, things that I thought that I caught I did not catch. Just the other day, someone reached out to me and said, hey, I got your back, girl. I found a typo on your website. Wonderful. I fixed it. Imagine if I didn't launch my new site because of that, right? You cannot be afraid to make a wrong move because that means you're not going to move at all. Let go of the fear that your business won't be good at first. You have to give yourself the grace to learn. 
Don't compare your day one business to someone 10 years ahead of you. And by the way, we're going to get into the money side of things a little later, but something I also want to share, and this was based on a recent conversation, is sometimes when we're coming out the gate, we feel based on our education and our experience, we get caught up on pricing because we don't want to underprice ourselves. And I get it. This is very, very nuanced and you shouldn't underprice yourself at the same time, at the same time, give yourself grace to learn by not coming out and charging something that an expert who's been in business for 10, 15 years would charge when you've never done it once You haven't done it once. So what's going to happen is you're going to charge this amount and then you're going to be scared to live up to that amount that you're charging because you know you're a beginner and you know you're going to mess up. That's what beginners do. So give yourself grace in that space as well. And don't be worried about, oh, what will people think? I should be charging X, Y, Z. That's noise. That's noise. And you have to do what's right for you. Coming at a level that you're comfortable at, again, I'm not saying undercharge yourself, but don't be coming out here trying to put yourself at the level of someone who has been out here for 20 years and who's pricing themselves based on their experience, all right? Let go of the fear that your website is going to be ugly or the first version of your product is going to be ugly. I still remember the first version of Carol's Daughter. I remember ordering that in my dorm room. It was like a label I could have bought from Staples and I didn't care because I loved the product and seeing their evolution has been amazing and it's just so impressive to me. Same thing with a lot of my guests. I'm seeing them go through iterations of their products. I'm seeing them get um, funding. I'm seeing them get into major retailers and then do rebrands, do whole name change. Just today I I was reading Panty Prop who was in the guest chair is now I think it's Ruby Love, you know, they're glowing up and they weren't afraid to put out their first version of their website, their first name. And later on down the line, have to adjust for whatever reasons they've decided to adjust. Probably it uh, signals more of what it's about. Who knows? All I know is that they move forward, even though they knew that the first version might not be the last version. When I started blogging in 2015, and decided to take it seriously, I didn't compare myself to people with beautiful blogs who had been blogging consistently for the prior seven years. I just focused on the possibility ahead of myself. I said, I'm going to get to that level once. Eventually, I mean, I'm going to get to that level. I knew what could happen if I just remained consistent. My website when I started versus today is just an example. You got to move forward with that first version because when I started, I was, everything was DIY. Everything I hosted on Bluehost, put it up on WordPress, made my graphics in Canva. And, you know, up until a month ago, up until June, end of June, I had a header that I made in, I think, Fodor, F-O-T-O-R, just to get like a collage pics of some some of my guests as my website header, my my Facebook. um, When this episode airs, who knows? I'm getting ready to update my Facebook cover photos and Twitter cover photos, but it might still be the the old one as the the rebrand is a slow process. But that is because it really doesn't affect and impact the content. So keep that in mind. Disregard all of that and be open to improving. You have to get through that rocky start to get to the good part, you guys. Once I saw that, the more I let fear cripple me, the more I missed out on opportunities to get help, get better, grow and improve. That marked a complete mindset shift for me. 
Some people might call this the growth mindset, understanding that I could get better at whatever it is I chose to invest my time in, and also understanding that there was a world of support out there for me. They just need to know what I'm doing. They can't support me if they don't know what I'm doing. That marked a shift for me. Refusing to give into fear of the what ifs from what will people think to what if X, Y, Z happens frees you up to get rewarded by the universe. If you don't ask, you can't receive. So I started thinking new thoughts. I started thinking thoughts like, you know what? I'm rusty when it comes to social media marketing, but I can start my own thing to show that I'm well-versed. I don't feel ready to be an entrepreneur, but I will feel ready one day and I can start preparing now. I also thought I'm going to read media and marketing news and stay up to date on what's going on in these industries. I thought I can grow and get better at social media if I just start doing it again today. Do you see that shift? Instead of feeling discouraged by where I felt I was or how I felt I had failed or what I felt I lacked, I decided to focus on how I could grow. I could grow in areas I felt I lacked. I could grow in skills I wanted to acquire. Instead of feeling hopeless, I began to feel hopeful. Now, I know your story will be different. Again, I share my story to show my journey to this point. Your story is going to be different. Your story is going to be side hustle specific. Only you know what it is about starting your side hustle that is holding you back. Only you can face that, face the music, okay? Everyone's path is different. Your path to side hustling will be different. But the key theme is you've got to get out of your own head. You've got to let go of fear and use all of that energy that you put towards fear of the unknown towards ways you can grow. This is a quote I love. And I shared this in my presentations this summer because I love it so much. I don't know who it's by, but the quote is, it's not the credentials holding us back. It's our mindset. I know many people who constantly feel like they're not qualified for the side hustle they're thinking of starting. They feel like they have to work some more, go back to school, get another qualification, get another degree. Well, I can attest, even after you've done that, you've gotten that qualification, you've gotten that next degree, that imposter syndrome is still going to try to chase you down. It doesn't go away unless you change your mindset. The degree doesn't push it away. The certification doesn't push it away. Your mindset has to push it away. Remind yourself that you are smart, that you are qualified, that you may not know everything, but you are capable and willing to learn and work hard. So let's go. Or some people's mindset issues is not about imposter syndrome. It's about ego. I touched on this a little bit above, but I want to get into it here again. So the ego thing, they feel like I did for a second where they feel that they should know this already. They should have things figured out. They want to save face. They don't want anybody to know that they are this established career person who is now fumbling as they try something new. So they're trying to just figure it all out quietly. And I know this is not you. I'm just talking about they, right? They're just trying to figure it all quietly and then pop up when, when they figured it out. <laughs> that ego doesn't go away either unless you change your mindset. Unless you are willing to show vulnerability you are not going to be able to get to that next level because it's going to take vulnerability to mess up and learn and grow. 
And I, this is one of the things I liked about Beyonce's um, homecoming special is that she shows that when she starts learning choreography, she's just as bad as all of us trying to learn, you know, the Before I Let Go challenge. <laughs> she's just as bad, but she's willing to be Beyonce, mega superstar, looking crazy, messing up the steps because she knows where she's trying to get to. And she knows this is part of the process. So now I want to get into some of the questions that I asked myself when I was really trying to have a breakthrough of where am I trying to go next? Okay, now I'm getting to the point where I know and I'm willing to let go of the fear and I'm willing to let go of the apprehension. So now what do I do? What do I do now that I'm ready? So again, this is going to be in the recaps at sidehustlepro.co slash 159. But what you're going to do when you open up that recap, print it out, and write down the answers to these questions. Number one, what am I good at? Number two, what do I enjoy doing in my spare time? Number three, what would I do even if I wasn't getting paid for it? Number four, what do I want to be doing one year from today? And remember, as you are writing down the answers to these questions, that not every hobby that you love is meant to be a business. And when I think about side hustles, when we talk about side hustles here on Side Hustle Pro Podcast, we are strictly talking about passions that you are going to grow into a business. We're talking about passions that you're going to scale to earn revenue. We're not talking about hobbies that you want to do for free. Okay, that is something different. Side hustles here, the side hustles we talk about are passion projects to profitable business. Focus on the things you are excellent at also as you're answering these questions, not just good at. So some of you and so, and me as well, there are lots of things that I'm like, oh, that looks interesting. Oh, I enjoy doing that. Oh, that's fun. However, <laughs> however, I am not meant to be the head of every type of business. And I know that. So I focus on the things that I'm excellent at, not just good at. Because people also, people want to pay someone who's excellent, not just good. And focus on the things you can become excellent at as well. Focus on the things you genuinely love or are interested in, not just the get-rich-quick ideas. Because nowadays, it's easy to see stuff and say, oh, that seems to be working. That lane is making those people successful. I'm going to try my hand at it. Is it really something you want to do? Is it really something that interests you? Because guess what? Things, they fade. You know, society, we go through these fads. And at the end of the day, when something is no longer hot, you got to still love it in order to keep on doing it. So focus on things you genuinely love. And I want to share with you some of the things I myself wrote down three years ago. So this was in the top of 2016, January 10th, 2016, to be exact. And I wrote down in one of my journals that one year from that date on January 10th, 2017, I wanted Kayla K Speaks, which was my blog at the time, because I hadn't started Side Hustle Pro yet. Side Hustle Pro wouldn't be launched until June of 2016. And this was January. So January 2016, I wrote down that I wanted Kayla K Speaks to be a registered LLC and self-sustaining business. I wrote down that I wanted Kayla K Speaks to be earning 10K a month revenue with 5 to 10K email subscribers. And I, I wrote down that I wanted to be working on my first book to be published in January 2018. Now, 
some of these goals I hit, some of them I didn't. By January 2017, I did have a registered LLC um, under the name Side Hustle Pro, not Kayla K Speaks, right? I was beginning to earn money in my business. At that time in January, I hadn't hit the 10K mark yet. However, I was making money in my business. So this was progress. I had opened up my first bank account. But by the end of that month, by the end of that year, in December 2017, I had hit those first two goals and I was able to quit my job at NPR, So that's what happens when you write down and you set in stone where you want to be a year from now. The targets, you might might miss it a bit. You might have to push things back. But if you're serious, it now gives you something to work towards. And that book, I've decided that, you know what, this is not the timing for it, but it's still coming. It's still coming. And that just goes to show you that these things, there's room to grow, change, and be flexible, but you've got to set your stake in the ground, set some targets, and speak it into existence. Speak it to yourself. If you're scared to tell somebody else, at least tell yourself, this is what I wrote in my journal. So this is me talking to myself. Talk to yourself. Tell yourself where you're going to be a year from now. Now, get out of your own head. Make a plan for how you will move forward towards your goal of where you want to be a year from today. For me, that was starting a blog, taking a course from a blog expert, and committing to publishing and promoting once a week. Don't wait for perfect circumstances either to get started. I didn't wait till I had a web designer. I didn't wait till I finished taking the course. I started right away. Module one, set up my blog. And that's what I want you guys to do as well. And I started my blog with a clunky header and an ugly Canva graphics, like I said, that I designed myself. I started this podcast same way, in my home, and to this day, I still record in my bedroom. I'm coming to you live from the desk in our bedroom. I create a pillow fort out of couch cushions to give myself that studio-quality sound, then buffer out any noise, and all of my interviews are conducted virtually. See? Do not wait for perfect circumstances because 150 plus episodes, 2 million downloads later, I still haven't stepped foot into a recording studio. So get out of your own head. Take a hard look at the unconscious and conscious fears that you're allowing to hold you back from even starting. I see too many people just stuck on the corner of Indecision Street and What If Avenue not willing to cross that street. Ask yourself, what is the worst that can happen? And then ask, what's the smallest step I can take to get started? And then just do that step. Just start. And then the one thing I want to leave you with, again, I love this quote. I've said it before. I first heard it shared with my friend Raina of the Dreams and Drive podcast. She shared it on her stories one day, and I just can't get it out of my own head because it was like an aha. It was like, that is what distinguishes me That's what distinguishes everybody who's out here working on their side hustle, growing their side hustle. This is it. You want to know the biggest key to getting out of your own head? It's this quote in the words of Angie Martinez. She said, you have to be willing to be whack. Go out there, be whack, and let me know how it goes. Remember to head over to sidehustlepro.co slash 159 for the recap of this episode, including the questions to ask yourself to get out of your own head. All right. Now stay tuned for part two of the Side Hustle series next week. And there you have it. 
Hey, hey, thanks for listening. Now stay connected in between episodes by texting Side Hustle Pro to 44222. You'll get my weekly Six Bullet Saturday newsletters where I share what I'm up to, what I'm reading, my business tip of the week, and resources to help you grow your side hustle. And I'm working behind the scenes on some live events, which my email list will get access to first. So make sure you're in the loop. Text Side Hustle Pro to 44222 or visit sidehustlepro.co slash SBS. Thank you.